Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to part two of my discussion with Kevin Davey. This one is pretty wild, actually. He's going to share an amazing story about how he was trading a strategy from a book and it generated so many losses for him that he had to keep topping up his trading account. We're going to hear how he got into the situation, what he did to get out of it, what happened to his trading account, and also some invaluable lessons that we can all take away from Kevin's experience. So let's get into part two of my discussion with Kevin Davey. Now for the second one, I wasn't really sure about this one when um, when you suggested it, Kevin, but I think I've been thinking about it and I, I'm really interested to see what this one is about. So, <laughs> so this defining moment um, is called meeting repeated margin calls. Um, ah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so uh, you're a futures trader. So, you know, think you purchase the contracts on margin and sometimes you get margin calls. We'll let you explain why that was occurring. Uh, but I think really um, this, this, the principles in this discussion can probably apply to all types of markets. So, I'm interested to hear about this defining moment of yours. So take us back to that moment when you started getting these multiple margin calls. What was happening? Okay. Well, uh, at the time, I wasn't doing uh, algo trading. You know, it wasn't called algo trading back then. Mm. Um, I was still kind of feeling out different ways of trading. And one of the things I stumbled across was a method that was called scale trading, which... Um, in a nutshell, let's say you're looking at the wheat market. If uh, the price of wheat is at maybe a 10-year low, the laws of supply and demand sh- you know, say that eventually that price is going to go up. Okay, You don't know when, you don't know how fast and that kind of thing. <laughs> so the idea with behind scale trading was, well, once you identify something that's going to turn, that you think is going to turn, you, you buy it at certain levels as it's going down, like on a scale. So maybe every 10 cents that uh, the price of wheat drops, you buy a contract. And then when the price goes back up, you sell it. And then if it goes back down, you buy it again and sell it. And so you know what you really want there is for once you start buying, maybe it goes down a little bit and then it goes up and then you sell out a bunch, then it goes back down, you buy a bunch, you sell, and it's just like a, a money pump where it just keeps generating money for you. And eventually it goes up and goes to maybe a five-year low. And then you're like, okay, now it's, um, you know, it's too risky, I'm out. So that's what I was, I was doing or attempting to do. And it all sounds really neat in theory. Uh, yeah, of course, 
you, the price of wheat's going to go up eventually, you know, because farmers will stop farming wheat if they're not making enough money. And, you know, you, you, you think all these things in your head and then you, you can look at fundamental numbers and pretty much whatever side you're on, you can find fundamental numbers to justify whatever you want to think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, the price of wheat's going up. Oh, why? Well, because the population of the world is going to be uh, in five years, it's going to add a billion people. Well, those people will need to eat wheat. Oh, okay. So wheat shouldn't be this low. You know, you start, your mind invents all sorts Justifying. of things. Justifying. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I was doing was I was buying as the price was going down. And so I was adding to losers. So the price would fall 10 cents. I'd buy another contract. Then the price would fall. Now I lost on the first contract and the second contract. And I had to buy another one. Well, as you can imagine, uh, eventually that kind of thing gets to the point, if it doesn't turn around, where uh, you get yourself into a hole that you can't get out of. And that's kind of where I was. And, and it sort of became a, oh, my goodness, um, this has got to turn around or I'm doomed. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I would get hit with margin calls. And literally, I'd... I'd uh, go to the bank at lunchtime to wire money to my brokerage. Uh, and this was maybe once or twice a week. And it, it was so bad that I got to know the wire transfer lady at the bank on a first name basis. <laughs> I knew all about her grandkids. Uh, I, I literally actually bought her grandkids gifts. And this is how messed up I was. I'm like, you know, I, I look back at it now. I'm like, what was I thinking? I'm buying this wire transfer lady i'm buying her grandkids little toy cars and stuff it was like stupid and um you know eventually it got to the point where uh i just could it was it, i just lost so much and i'm like i don't have anything left to give you know i'm drained and and um i'm out and i packed up that method and, and kind of licked my wounds and went off and, you know, started investigating other ways to trade. And um, it, it's kind of a hazy memory now. Thankfully, you know, they say like traumatic things become <laughs> hazy and you don't really remember. But yeah. if I recall correctly, the price after I left still kept going down, but eventually it kind of leveled off. And, you know, if, if it had been a couple of years, I would have made that money back. But um, you know, there was no way I could stomach something for that long. But, uh, yeah, it was um, just margin call after margin call. And, you know, because I could, I was so tied to that position. You know, all my thoughts were, oh, well, wheat is going to go up. And, you know, it can't, that can't prove, I can't be proven wrong. And, um, you know, the, uh, psychologically, there's just a whole bunch of baggage that comes with, tying yourself to a position and then, you know, it just drags you down. And, uh, you know, I'm, I know I'm not the first one to have that happen, but um, it, it, it is definitely adding to losers is no way to live. That's for sure. Mm, yeah. So when you started trading this strategy, what evidence did you have that it actually worked? So I had uh, one, this guy wrote a book, so, of okay. course, hey, he wrote a book. It's got to be true, right? Um, and every example he showed, oh, it worked. It worked again. And 
you know, and, uh, but at the bottom, there's some little caveats. Well, this might not always work, but it's in the, you know, super like six point font and you can't even read it. And so you think, oh, well, of course this is, is uh, uh, going to work, but um, it, it, it was something that I started doing and I started doing it in a couple different markets and it actually did work. And there was one year I remember before this debacle where I think I made like over a hundred percent return on a smaller account, but I was pretty confident that this could work. Um, and, you know, I think the, the whole idea still, it, I tell people it, and it sounds so reasonable, you know, cause you say, well, Hey, if, if it's at a multi-year low, you know, a 10 year low, well, chances are it's going to come back. Um, and, but the tough part is you don't know the timing of it and you don't know how, how, uh, jagged it's going to be going up and that kind of thing and and you don't understand that you have to live through that down part um people always think hey i just grab the bottom and then start buying well you know with this method you actually want it to go down a little bit more against you so that you can start this buy sell buy sell buy sell kind of thing um but it, it uh yeah, I was convinced it was going to work, but, um, you know, here's somebody in Cleveland, Ohio, doing fundamental analysis on the wheat market, which you know, I had no business doing. And somehow I determined the price was going to go up in the next couple months. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just silly to think about. And But I think we've all done things like that where we think we know more than anybody else out there. And what I've found is the, the market always proves you wrong. The mm. market knows more than all of us. Yeah, yeah. So if you were so confident that that strategy was going to work, what was the moment where you went, like, what am I doing? This is – because I, I imagine if you're – this, uh, you know, this sunk cost fallacy or what's it called? Something like that. Yeah. Where, you know, of like I've, I've put this much into it. Now I've got to keep going because it's going to turn around. How oh yeah! You, how, how did you switch from that to I'm just going to get out? It's like this is ridiculous. Yeah. What am I doing? I think it was um, basically I realized I, I couldn't go on meeting margin calls forever, and and that um, yeah. you know I just reached the end of my account. Basically, uh, it wasn't it wasn't me saying, "Oh, well, hey, I've lost ten percent of my money." Uh, that was my quitting point. I'm getting out. No, it was more like. I'm almost out of trading capital. Uh, this is pretty much it. And I, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm sure I took some even more extraordinary gambles just to try to get it back, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, there's a wheat report tomorrow, so I'm going to buy more and hope it jumps up kind of thing. And then, then I'll scale back, but, you know, try to rebuild. And um, it was definitely a prolonged uh process it wasn't something i came to overnight of hey i just got to get out even though i know i should have yeah. it was uh there was, uh, there was so much tied up into it it was ego it was uh, yeah. you know just confidence in the method and here you're throwing everything away if you quit you can't quit um yeah there was a lot to it and it it uh 
but eventually, yeah, once once there was no more money, that kind of ended it for me. Mm, yeah. So I think um, it's usually a good experience for traders to go through a, a big drawdown like that because then they can really, uh, I guess they can figure out what their sensitivity is to losses and, and where their appetite for drawdown is. What did that kind of experience do for your, um, you know, your understanding of how you cope with drawdowns? Well, uh, you know, for one, it just made me realize that adding to losing positions was almost never a, a good long-term scheme. Mm -hmm. uh, in the short run, a lot of times things work out and, you know, you double down and it comes back and you can get out. But uh, just the, the psychological part of losing and then adding to that loser was I just realized, okay, that's just something I'm not doing. And so looking ahead now at all my algos that I have, I don't have any that do that. Uh, there's none that add to losers. I have a few that add to winning positions, mm. um, but none that add to losers. And I think that's an important, uh, that was probably the biggest lesson I learned out of it was just stay away from uh, making a bad situation worse. Yeah, yeah. Any other positives you can think of that uh, from that experience kind of led you down the path of algo trading and how you trade now? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it probably did lead to where I am now, which I feel pretty happy about. But And if I had had success with it, uh, <laughs> there probably would have been another event further down the road that probably would have cost me more money. Yeah, you know, because I, I didn't learn the lessons. And that's why I, I always, you know, you mentioned it's good for people to lose and experience drawdowns. I think some of the scariest traders I know are the ones who, who've had immediate success right from the beginning. And, you know, after two months, they're like, oh, this is so easy. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make 200% a year and there's only a 5% drawdown and, you know, this kind of stuff. And you feel bad for these people because you know eventually uh, things are going to turn around and they're they're not going to be prepared for it. And really, they're going to be the opposite of prepared for it, like, you know, beyond ill prepared because they've experienced success and they think that's the norm. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's almost better to experience the losing at first, and then you can kind of accept the winning a little bit better. You know what to expect. Um, but it doesn't make it any more fun. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. And what about, so what about your attitudes to risk management these days? Is there anything that was kind of defined by that period of your trading? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it uh, I got away. I definitely started to think more about diversification and, you know, that spilled over to my algo trading of, Hey, you have multiple strategies and multiple markets, you know, don't, fixate on one market um and that turns out to be a really good way to to smooth your equity curve but that being said if you become an expert let's say on the the wheat market and you can do well with it well then you don't have to necessarily be diversified just if you can do well in one market and you know you think that's where your your sweet spot is I just stick with that. That's not necessarily a bad thing either, but I realized 
for myself that I didn't, I was never going to become an expert in any one particular market. So I tried to become this general expert and spread my risk around. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So for anyone then who is perhaps going through some large drawdown now, um, you know, what, what would you recommend to those uh, people? Well, um, I guess the, the big thing, if you're in a big drawdown, uh, take a look at why you're there. And it could be, this could be completely normal. And it's just the strategies you're trading. Uh, you know, you could get some sizable drawdowns. So make sure you look at that and understand, well, why is why am I having this drawdown? Is it because I'm not following my rules? Is it because I'm, uh, you know, doing something with my psychology where I'm adding to losers when I shouldn't be or, you know, doing things like that? That will help you at least define why you're doing it. Uh, you know, if you look at a lot of the big funds out there, you know, the big commodity trading firms or even hedge funds, they have big drawdowns. I mean, you know, it's not uncommon to see in somewhere in their history, they had a 50, 60 percent drawdown. Uh, so, yeah. but I can tell you probably they expected it. Uh, you know, they weren't shocked with it. And then they were, if you're expecting, hey, there's a 1% chance or a 5% chance I'm going to have a drawdown like that. You can at least plan for it and you can also see yourself through it. Um, what happens with most people though, is they hit these big drawdowns and they panic and they usually end up quitting at the absolute worst time. Um, you know, I had a friend who, who uh, sold uh, trading signals and he would always know when his trading signals would start doing bad because he'd get a whole bunch of subs subscribers. And the more subscribers he had, he knew the closer he was to a peak yep. in his system. And then when he'd have an inevitable drawdown, he knew as he kept losing subscribers because they all bailed, uh, you know, when he got close to zero, he knew that was probably the time when his system was going to turn around and start trading well again. Yep. And he said it happened so many times. It was, it was incredible where if the people had just stayed with it and realized, Hey, these drawdowns are just normal. They would have been a lot better off, but um, handling drawdowns and thinking about drawdowns and, you know, it, it's very tough and it's, you know, living through them is is no fun. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. And do you trade wheat? Um, I do not have any systems for wheat. Okay. Any algos for wheat right is now. Is that intentional hard, or subconscious? For, for some reason, it, it's a hard market to come up with uh, algos right. for. But uh, I would trade it if I found something that was worthwhile. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing that defining moment with us, Kevin. That was really interesting. So that was talking about you know, margin calls in wheat trading the, uh, sorry, I've forgotten the name of the strategy. What's it called? The scale? Uh, it was called scale scale trading. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's probably, uh, there is definitely a book out there on it. And I'm 
looking at my bookshelf. I don't see it. Don't I recommend might, it, Kevin. I might please. have burned it at some point. <laughs> don't don't look up the book, people. Up. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a book, get Kevin's book. It's a oh, actually, the, now I recall the title. It wasn't. It wasn't scale trading. It was called "You Can't Lose Trading Commodities." Which, <laughs> you know. That should have just tipped me off, but <laughs> maybe you were the one exception, Kevin. Everyone yeah. else couldn't lose but you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for part two of my discussion with Kevin Davey. Now, in the next part, Kevin's going to share another key defining moment of his trading career, which really taught him a lot of things about the role of luck in trading, setting goals, learning from setbacks, and much more. This is super valuable information for traders. So make sure you capture part three of my discussion with Kevin Davey.